It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. Let's get back to work. We're going to bring in the great Michael Goodwin, New York Post columnist, Pulitzer Prize winner, great friend. Uh, wrote a great column in the New York Post about this whole January 6th story. First of all, Michael Goodwin, welcome back. Happy New Year, Michael. Thank you, Larry. Same to you. Great to be <laughs> right. with you. Yeah, you wrote a terrific column. Look, um, everybody knows January 6th was the calamity. Everybody knows that. But the question is, with this Democratic jihad, they want to compare this to Pearl Harbor, which is a disgusting comparison. Disgusting comparison. 2,400 people died in Pearl Harbor. 3,000 people died at 9-11. Kamala Harris should be ashamed of herself. She probably isn't, but she should be. But, but they are weaponizing January 6th for partisan purposes. That's your key point, and it's a great point. And tell us more about what you're thinking here. Well, look, I think it's very hard for me to divorce the theater over January 6th from the reality of the Biden presidency, which is that he is taking on water at an alarming rate. Uh, His poll numbers are sinking like a stone, uh, particularly on issues uh, regarding the economy, inflation, etc., not to mention foreign policy, which I think is a ticking time bomb in terms of our issues with Iran, with Russia, with China. Um, and so I think that, uh, and of course, the pandemic. I mean, this this failure even to get the testing straight after all this time. Um, I was reading something yesterday that it's still going to be weeks more before people begin to receive those tests in the mail that he promised in uh, the middle of December. Uh, so... This failure on testing, uh, all these other failures that I mentioned, uh, January 6th for them is a good way to distract. And so they create theater around it. Uh, It's this endless investigation, which I said reminds me of uh, impeachment of Trump 3.0. this committee that uh, the, the same old the same old suspects are running. Uh, so I, I think when you put it all together, what they've done is taken a legitimately worrisome and troublesome event of January 6th, which which was a catastrophe in many ways, not in terms of loss of life and that sort of thing, but a real breakdown in our respect for government, in our trust in election outcomes, etc. And they've taken that and they've gone too far. And to, they, they, they stretch the truth until it breaks. And then you say, so what is their motive? Then their motive is not about January 6th. It's not about protecting democracy. It's about partisanship. It's all about partisanship. It's all about getting their legislation passed, break, you know, whether it's uh, wrecking the filibuster in the Senate, uh, corrupting the reconciliation process, or uh, packing the court. I mean, all of these things that they've talked about doing and want to do and busting out the budget, this is what they really care about. January 6th to them is just a happy coincidence with their agenda at this point. Yeah, you know, I think um, in addition to 
deflecting and distracting uh, from his failed agenda and the unraveling of his presidency. I think this other point is really important. I, I watched Biden, you know, give his uh, spe- his uh, speech in the morning, Thursday morning. Uh, Kamala Harris, uh, other Democratic spokespeople, you know, Michael, they want to make a case for federalizing or nationalizing election law. And you're right. right. It's all tied up with the filibuster. That's exactly right. Uh, th- this isn't going to go. It's never going to. Manchin's not going to. He's not going to be for it. Cinema's not going to be for it. They're not going to let him change filibuster. But, you know, this is about um, unlimited mail-in ballots. This is about voter IDs. Uh, this is about uh, uh, liberal Silicon Valley zillionaires like Zuckerberg, who spent, uh, what, $450 million to place uh, what should be uh, nonpartisan people into election operations, but of course steering it towards the Democrats. I mean, that this is about the, the, a futile attempt, a futile attempt to uh, overrule state legislatures and nationalize elections. Yes, and and uh, ultimately just for partisan purposes, not for the good of the country. Uh, not for any kind of uh, middle ground that people would recognize and could rally around. I mean, this is all partisanship. I mean, Biden, you mentioned Biden's speech. I mean, I watched it. And then his clumsy segue into supporting this, uh, this voting, which they call voting rights, but uh, it actually, yes, extends voting rights to those who are not registered or eligible uh, in real practice. But it was like a cheap uh, late-night TV salesman. You know, come on, come on, you'll get two for the price of one if you order now. Uh, I mean, that's what he sounded like. And it was just so jarring that if you really think January 6th is a solemn event, then why don't you focus on events surrounding January 6th with a, with a with an equal approach to it. So when Nancy Pelosi appoints a committee and then throws off the Republicans who won't toe the line and appoints uh, Liz Cheney and Kinzinger, uh, the the ghost is revealed. I mean, this is not about finding the truth. This is about weaponizing that event. And then just quickly, I mean, your, your reference to Kamala Harris comparing it to Pearl Harbor and 9-11, I mean, again, it's, that's one of those moments you say, forget it, turn off the channel. These people aren't serious. Yes. Um, what, what's wrong with voter ID? I've seen every darn poll. Uh, we're going to have Scott Rasmussen come on later in the show, talk about polling. But everybody wants voter ID except for the Democrats, except for Biden. I mean, it's like they're taking January 6th and juxtaposing that with voter ID, with mail-in ballots, uh, with, you know, harvesting mail-in ballots. Uh, To me, this is the kind of anti-common sense that has made Biden so unpopular. I agree with you, Larry. And, you know, you mentioned that uh, just uh, cinema and mansion uh, blocking the, fil- the filibuster demolition. Uh, just think of it. That means there are 48 Democrats in the Senate who are willing to take that radical route. Uh, I mean, this is this is one of the more shocking events of our times, not that the radical left is radical, but what used to be sort of the center left has become so radical. 
And that, to me, is the real problem. And so when you have the Democratic Party united behind these things, or 98% of the Democratic Party united behind these kinds of things, and you want to demolish any protections against voter fraud, and at the same time, not understanding that many people in this country now don't trust one another. They don't trust their government, and they shouldn't. They should always you know, trust but verify their own government. And so for the government to say, oh, you can trust that there will be no cheating. You, you know, we can, we can do mail-in ballots to everybody. We don't have to guard the drop-off boxes, and we can have them everywhere. Uh, we can have harvesting in the, in the nursing homes. And uh, so given, given the recent history in this country, for the Democrats to go down that road, they are courting trouble. They are they are almost guaranteeing that there will be more events like January 6th because they are instilling distrust in people. And this is this remains one of the mysteries of Joe Biden's presidency. He knows this is an issue. He knows there are problems of of this great chasm of polarization and how dangerous it's become. And he keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. And at some point, people aren't just aren't going to take it anymore. And that's what I think the Democrats are really courting is more trouble in this country, not less. Uh, Why doesn't anybody want to address what I think are serious issues related to the lack of security uh, in the Capitol? Um, There are a couple thousand, as I understand it, Michael Goodwin, there are a couple of thousand uh, Capitol Hill cops. Yeah, 2,000, I believe. Right. But no... I don't know. No more than 200 were ever mobilized. I'm, I'm not sure they even got to that. But there are so many questions. I mean, including Pelosi refused to call in the National Guard. Uh, the Capitol Hill police were not prepared. Now, to me, those are serious questions that should be addressed. They're not partisan questions. They're security questions. But I don't hear any of that. I just hear the usual jihad against against Trump and, you know, Republicans and whatnot. Well, no, that's precisely right. That uh, this, this, you could have done a legitimate commission to, on, you know, as as the government has done successfully in the past before. Whether it was the nine eleven commission, the commissions on social security, where you could have had a bipartisan roster of respected people uh, to to chip in and to take a serious look at this. But if your whole objective from the get-go is a partisan outcome that favors your party uh, because you have the gavel, I mean, that's why, that's why those impeachments failed. They were only about partisanship. There, there was not a scintilla of sincerity about what was good for the country or what the facts really are. I mean, from Adam Schiff, cook, Schiff cooking up testimony and, and misdescribing it and leaking only parts of testimony. I mean, all of these things that we have seen in the last four or five years, uh, and now we're just supposed to, to believe that one side has all the truth. One side has all the integrity, and we should all just bow down and put on our, our kinta cloth 
and and kneel with them and we will all be fine. I mean, this is this is madness if they think the country as a whole is going to swallow this or that if they can reduce the the unbelievers to a 20 or 25 percent. It's much bigger than that. Every poll about politics shows you almost an even split in the country uh, on any on any issues. I mean, which is why Congress is so evenly split. That is the true nature of the country right now. Have you followed this story, Michael Goodwin? Um, Poorly reported, but last summer the FBI came out uh, after studying it, they came out with the conclusion that there was no January 6th uh, conspiracy, collusion, etc., etc., people meeting in hotel rooms or planning this thing out in advance. I mean, I think that the Democrats are trying to make the case uh, that Trump and people around Trump led this and were therefore responsible for this. But the reality is it was more spontaneous combustion. But the FBI had a study. It was reported. I kept the Reuters article. It's one of the few that I could find where this was uh, reported. Uh, but nobody wants to talk about that. There was no There was no conspiracy. No, no. I mean, look, there, there may have been conspirators in small numbers, small groups, uh, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go so far as to say that there are none. But this question of a large planned insurrection, uh, driven by the Trump White House, uh, I mean, that's what they're trying to prove. That Mark Meadows and and Jim Jordan and and uh, anybody who talked to them was somehow part of a large conspiracy. Laura Engel, Sean Hannity. I mean. It, it's ridiculous what they've tried to stitch together out of whole cloth here, because as, as, as we both say, look, I think Donald Trump made some serious mistakes in that in that period uh, mm-hmm. after the election and before Biden's inauguration. His speech on January 6th, 6th I wrote at the time and I still believe was too hot, mm-hmm. but I do not believe that he inspired or in any way is responsible for the uh, riot at the Capitol. Uh, and I, I, do, I do wish he had spoken out sooner while it was going on. But, but these, are, these are degrees of, of issues. They're not the whole picture that the Democrats are trying to weave for us. And so I agree with you, Larry. There, 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 may, there were clearly hooligans within there. They, were, they brought crowbars to break windows and that sort of thing. You don't carry crowbars to a, to a rally or to a protest unless you have something else in mind. And so there were clearly some people who had something else in mind. But they, I don't think they even amount to the 700 people who were arrested because none of them have been charged with insurrection or anything close to it. So the, the, you're right. They're, they're, they're painting a picture that's false. And so as a result, we're not getting 
the facts of what really happened. Did you talk about the lack of security? I mean, that whole issue. Pelosi supposedly played a role in not allowing them to activate sooner. I mean, it goes down down the line. I mean, we I saw videos. I'm, I'm sure you did too of police officers opening the doors to yeah. let the protesters in, even as other protesters are hand to hand combat with cops outside. So there's a there's a whole mess of things that don't add up here. You know, going all the way back to the election. I had always hoped, and there were a group of senior policy people in the White House, Michael Goodwin. Um, I'm not going to name names, but there's only a handful of us. We always wanted POTUS to pivot and, you know, spend the remaining couple of months, A, doing the government's business because you still had business going on. I mean, I I didn't resign. A bunch of us didn't resign. for the simple reason <clears throat> that we needed adults in the building to conduct the right. government's business. Um, Waddell and O'Brien, myself and some others, uh, uh, Brookie uh, Rollins. But we'd always wanted hope that POTUS would pivot and talk about his achievements and successes and policies, which I think Michael Goodwin today are very popular. Take the man out, look at the policies themselves, you know, Biden has botched the economy badly, uh, as you noted. Biden has botched the foreign policy. We may be on the verge of a huge problem with Ukraine, uh, with Putin in the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if he had, I, I, I just, that was my disappointment. And I've expressed it to the president. I talk to the president all the time. I'm very, I'm very glad that he didn't uh, have this big press conference on Thursday. Right. I think that was a very wise decision. But I think it would have had a, it would have turned out better for him if he had said, all right, we lost this time, but we may be back. Here's what we did. Here's why it worked. Because people are, you know, you look at the polls now. People like Trump's policies. In fact, you know, I say this somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but people yearn for the calmness and prosperity of the Trump years compared to what we have today. Yes, tongue, I mean. Tongue-in-cheek. Some of that tongue-in-cheek, but, but not entirely tongue-in-cheek. No, you cannot feel confident with Joe Biden in the White House. I mean, just physically, you know, the frailty in that and that the, the, the forgetfulness, the, you know, the, the language. I mean, what is he talking about? Uh, these stories that he tells that aren't true, but he keeps telling them. Uh, you cannot feel confident with that leadership. It doesn't project strength. Uh, in his person, and his and his policies don't project strength either. Whether it's with sort of begging Iran and all of that, mm-hmm. uh, but look, Larry, I I completely agree with you on Trump, and and I've uh, I remain disappointed that he has, a, as I said in this column, s- appears to be making. Uh, the events of last year that the, the his conclusion that the election was stolen that seems to be becoming a litmus test for people he will endorse um, and I think this is a this is a tragic mistake uh, look I, I think there were lots of questions about the election I think there's lots of irregularities but you cannot say forever it was stolen and yes. just expect people to believe that. It's not going to work. Michael Goodwin, good to reconnect. Great column. Appreciate it. Hope to talk to you soon. Thanks very much. Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show on 77 WABC. All right. We had jobs report yesterday.